There are lots of things a business needs to help it run efficiently. Document management, printing, IT support, digitization, data security and more. As a true managed service provider, Workflow Solutions can help with these and a wide range of other business needs. Saving time and money for businesses across the UK. Help your workflow with Workflow Solutions, the work from anywhere experts. Visit workflo-solutions.co.uk. The Go Radio Business Show with Sir Tom Hunter and Lord Willie Hockey with Workflow Solutions. Tom, the big news this week, people are finally listening to you. Listen to me, Willie. It's a first time time for everything, Willie. Well, we have been harping on a wee bit about the bottle return scheme over the last few weeks. And um, we've also been talking about the the ban on the whisky, alcohol, mostly affecting the whisky industry. And it's fair to say that the First Minister, during a turbulent first week for him, where people are getting arrested left, right and centre, that he's actually, to be fair, still doing a wee bit with his day job. And we're obviously delighted that they've put on hold the bottle return scheme and they have also decided to to kick into the long grass at the moment the the ban on the alcohol advertising. Well done. Yeah, so I think obviously somebody's listening to the show, Willie, which is good news. And um, I think the delaying of the bottle return scheme is good news. Now, it's been delayed until March 24. I would just say, why why can't we just tie it in with the rest of the UK, which would be 2025? But the words that were used by the First Minister, I was encouraged by. He said he wanted to simplify it to help small businesses in the hospitality sector. So, good news there. And he also said when he was trying to reset the agenda, as you've just said, Willie, it's very hard when the finances and people are getting arrested and resigning and all the rest of it. But um, the other thing he said was oil and gas workers would not be abandoned by the Scottish government as they went from net zero, which I thought was good. You know, we had um, Professor Sir Jim from Strathclyde University talking about the transition to net zero. And the other thing, and I think I have a sneaky feeling that our new First Minister is listening to the show because this is his words, Willie. He is a proud son of a business owner and small businesses are the backbone of the Scottish economy. We need to grow businesses to create jobs to reinvest to eradicate poverty. Now, you and I could have used those words on this show so Good on the Go Radio Business Show, influencing government policy, (laughs) perhaps. (laughs) Maybe we should rebrand ourselves as the business think tank to the Scottish (laughs) government. I think that's a step too far. I think that's one step beyond, as madness would say, Willie. (laughs) My only disappointment in all of this is that even after that, you know, that you have the net zero minister, Mary McAllen, and Lorna Slater blaming the UK government for everything, right? We need to get by this. Mm. We need to get by it and get on. What happened was it was a dog's dinner 
It was rushed. <laughs> it wasn't ready. I mean, I was interested to see what the chief exec of circularity or hilarity Scotland had to say about it. <laughs> hilarity uh, you know, Scotland. Just wonder, yeah, I wonder where his income is going to come from for the next year or so. You know, but 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 here's an offer to him if he wants to come on and tell us how this works or whatever he wants to do. We'd be delighted to give him, you know, the, the time to, to the, the the chance to reply. But I think that for Mary McAllen to say that the UK government would love Scotland to be a guinea pig in this is just wrong. Well, right, it's absolutely wrong. Well, if we've got a net zero minister, I think that her time would be better spent listening to Audit Scotland because they come out this week. Now, for those of you with a good memory, well, you might remember our previous First Minister was Nicola Sturgeon. And in 2019, she said Scotland was in a climate emergency and she wanted to put it out there and to get to net zero by 2045. So these were good words, once again, a good vision. But Audit Scotland have come out um, the previous week and said that the Scottish Government have missed seven out of their 11 targets and there was no clear path for delivery. So yeah. I, th I think this is what happened. Government can do good words, but they can't execute the policy. Yeah, I think you're right. I think what would make me and you happy is we were talking about net zero ministers, <laughs> <laughs> not the net zero minister. But, uh, but what, what we say is we, we've had a go at people, so all we'll say is well done. Right for yes. the changes, there is both these policies and obviously the debacle of the rent freeze. Right, so so when credit where credits due. So the other thing well, I wanted well, to well, mention. Can I just interrupt a wee second and and just say I don't want to be doom and gloom. I was a bit grumpy last week. I'm trying to be upbeat, but on this rent freeze, right? So you and I both want affordable housing for the people of Scotland, but we don't agree a rent freeze is the way to do it. And the British Property Foundation have come out, I think it was done in connection with um, Retty through in Edinburgh, and they have said in Scotland there's £2.5 billion of potential housing development money been put on hold because of the rent freeze, the political risk in Scotland for future intervention, and some of these people went as far, to use my words, that Scotland and housing at the present time was uninvestable. Now, surely I would encourage the First Minister to get people, there are many people in Scotland who really understand this, um, especially people like you, Willie, and this can be fixed. So I would also applaud the First Minister for what he's been saying. Um, the affordable housing let's get round the table and fix it for Scotland. Well, Tom, I, I totally agree. And on this issue, I would love to invite Patrick Harvey, Lawrence Slater, their colleague down south, all the Green Party that think that this is a good idea. Come and sit in a room with people who actually want to do something about this crisis. Right? And we can... So if they can demonstrate to me and you and MD else that know that they're correct about this, then we'll say, okay, we'll listen and we'll say, right, but but the 100%, they are wrong. This is going to turn this crisis into something even bigger. Yep. Right. So yep. I think that there's an invite again. And, and, and just to add back to the things we're talking about, what I really like about the new First Minister, um, 
have been, he's went right against these two policies which were led by the Greens. And to be fair, the Greens are not out screaming about it. They're blaming the UK government. They're not blaming him. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, they can't be happy now that they've not got the power that they thought they had. But what we're seeing is when it comes to real problems in housing, this week again, Tom, every single person that talks about housing no one is endorsing what anyone is saying that a rent freeze is the right idea. No, nobody at all. Listen, Willie, why don't we go one step further? Why don't we invite our new First Minister onto the show? Because, you know, we will always speak truth to power and we've been very critical, but we are saying today for the things that we know will help the Scottish people and help Scottish business, well done. He's certainly not got an easy job. I, I wouldn't want that job for all the, the tea in China, as they say. And yeah. um, But let's invite him on the show. He's a son of a business owner. Well, if you're listening to the show, you'd be more than welcome to come on, right? Delighted, you know, delighted to hear what you've got to say, especially for business going forward in Scotland. Well, like, can I just say, unfortunately, I think you might be right again, which really, uh, that, that really makes me sad. But anyway... The inflation figures for March have come out and yeah. they are down, but oh my goodness, they're down from 10.4 to 10.1%. Yeah. And my goodness, food, food inflation in March was 19%. Housing and energy costs were 26%. There was cheaper clothes, cheaper restaurants, but... What do you think, Willie? And what is the look through to interest rates which will affect the business owners listening to the show this morning? Well, Tom, thanks for, for broaching this subject. Over the last two weeks, I have been gladly accepting that I may have been wrong in my assertions in relation to inflation and interest rates. It's actually unraveled this week that it looks as if I'm going to be right. Oh, no. And I said, I said weeks and weeks ago that I don't know where Jeremy Hunt and Richie Sunak were getting it, that we're very, very quickly going to get inflation down below 5%. And, you know, the IMF saying last week, you know, to be fair, in a contradictory way, saying that interest rates would become ultra low again, but we're in a perilous situation financially throughout the globe. Make your mind up time. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that, they have no chance of meeting these targets. And I, I, mean, I say again, I hope they're right and I'm wrong. Hope them. Well, I think it's time to pause any interest rate rises because I think it's such a blunt instrument. And yeah. is is that what's going to um, bring the food um, inflation under control? I don't think so. I think, and, and listen, I like Rishi Sunak. I think he's very clever. He used to work for a friend of mine. I've, I've never met him, but um, he used to work for a friend of mine who I hold in the highest esteem. And um, he understands this better than any other Prime Minister that I've come across. So come on, Rishi, put your thinking cap on. Let's get a grip here. Okay. Talking about global business interests, I had said at the start of the year, in the second week in January, that this was going to be a big year for Elon Musk. Yes, it's fair to say it's certainly been more than a big week for Elon Musk. <laughs> it's things are going smashing for him, Willie. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm not happy. I'm not. You know, I'm not happy about a few things. But taking the Pope's blue tick away. Come on, Elon. 
Was that not a green tick, <laughs> Willie? No. no. <laughs> but uh, seriously, obviously this week, um, I read this week, which I was astounded, Tom, that the demand for electric vehicles has dropped by two-thirds. Yeah, I can't understand that. But I was I was watching the launch of the SpaceX and yeah. th- and this was, you know, it's an amazing vision. It's an amazing um, thing he's trying to do. He wants, he wants the human race to be interplanetary dwellers. I mean, talk about a big vision. I mean, what is what is he having for his breakfast, Willie? And the rocket went up, and then it blew up. Now that probably cost them about ten billion dollars. What did he do? So I must admire this, Willie. He said, okay, we've learned a lot from this. We've got to look at our data, get the lessons learned, and get that rocket back into space. And the lesson for any (laughs) entrepreneurs listening this morning is that things can go wrong. Maybe it's not as spectacular as a rocket blowing up, but of course things things go wrong every day. Things go wrong in my business every day. But it's how you deal with these things that set you apart from other businesses and from other entrepreneurs so Elon's attitude 10 out of 10 for me um, he's still one crazy man <laughs> well all we'll say is good luck to Elon for having a go having a go Tom what do you think is it a good thing or a bad thing for Scotland the potential takeover of the Wood Group by the private equity firm Apollo, meaning ownership again of another great Scottish company, maybe in the hands of across the water. Yes. So one of our previous guests, um, a good friend of the show, Bob Keeler, um, we at West Coast Capital backed Bob in the management buyout of um, PSN. And then we sold it into um, the Wood Group there. So we know a little bit about this. I mean, Bob was one of the best entrepreneurial leaders I've ever come across. And then Bob went on to lead the enlarged group. He's he's not there anymore. But good or bad? Well, um, I think it's too early to say. I think um, you you worry about is decisions still being made in Scotland for Scotland, but but the, the, the Wood Group's a global business. And people like Apollo, they've got some of the cleverest people in the world in there. So I would I would say the jury's out. I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt. I would like to say there's cash there, there's expertise there, and we will hold them to account to make sure it's good for Scotland, Willie. Yeah, and, 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 and hopefully that will be the case. But you know, you're, there's always a bit of trepidation when there's a you know a kind of global takeover. Yeah. And I think that the company has strived, obviously, for many, many years, as you say, had great people at the helm, Ian Woods and Bob and other people there as well over the years. So here's hoping that it will be a good thing for Scotland. Well, here's some more good news, Willie, which I read in um, Terry Mudden's Daily Business, which goes out online. So the Queen's Award for Enterprise has been replaced by the King's Award for Enterprise. And there was 10 Scottish firms. And I just want to give them a wee name check because last week we got such a lovely um, email back from the owners of the Blue Lagoon, Willie. (laughs) So I'll be in for my steak pie supper soon. So extra vinegar for me. And um, but 
I just want to run through very quickly these 10 Scottish companies who got the King's Award for Enterprise. So there was Sunamp of East Lothian, Delta Tech Global of Aberdeen, Gaia Earth Sciences in Elgin, Coolicon Lighting of Edinburgh, um, Joint Talent Angus, Local Monitoring Systems up in Aberdeen, a social enterprise in Bishopton called Scotland's Bravest Manufacturing, ACS Clothing in Motherwell and a charity, James Hutton Institute in Dundee. So well done for getting the King's Award for Enterprise. Some good news there, Willie. Congratulations to all 10 and hope they flourish. Hope the award means something to them and they can use it to yeah. grow their businesses. A wee, a wee bit of sad news now, but, but maybe a wee idea. Sad news that the Ferry Brewery in South Queen's Ferry is going to close after 170 that is sad news, years. Willie. That's sad news. And it is sad news. But my question out there is, there's a lot of new breweries cropping up at the moment. A lot of young people are, you know, are taking the, 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 the quantum leap and saying, look, we used to have a wee craft brewery here, but now we're going to try and open a brewery. Surely all these new entrants into the market must have a wee look at the ferry brewery to see if there's anything there. No, I'm not maybe save it, but there must be ideas. There's all that. Experience. I think that's a great idea, Willie. So you know, James yes. at Brewdog, Innocent Gun. How about all yes. these guys? Just have a wee look. Um, 170 years of expertise sitting there. There must be some answer, yeah. Willie. There must be. Especially somebody like Brewdog, part of your ESG, save a company. <laughs> save a company. Talking about companies and new names. Mackie's oh, Crisps, one of the favourites for right, you, Swally. Which I enjoy, right? Um, the agreement they had with the Taylor family is that they would be rebranded, I think it's after nine years, and they'll now be called oh, right. Taylor's okay. Crisps. So I love Mackie's Crisps, and I would just say that it now looks like they'll be tailor-made oh, for me. Wally, So i just like to say I want the royalties it's for that. It's a bit slogan. early on a Sunday morning for but, that, Wally. Come on. Right, well, we want to wish them all the best with the, with the new launch. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, best of luck. Other good news. You're full of good news this morning. Ah, uh, exactly. It was great to see that the Glen Eagles Townhouse in Edinburgh, owned by people we yep. know, friends, has now been voted as one of the best 100 hotels in the world. Well, I must tell you, Willie, um, at one of our, and I think it was when we brought over President Obama, the owners of Glen Eagles said, Tom, we can auction for charity the first membership of our townhouse. It was just a an idea of the family at the time and I ended up buying it. So I have the first membership of the townhouse and I think it is, I'm so proud that that's happened in Scotland. It is stunning. And um, when people come to Edinburgh now and come to Scotland, if they go in there, it's an old bank and the banking hall is the restaurant and there's a thing called the burning, the note burning room, which they did used to burn pound notes, Willie. I wish I'd been around then. I could have snuck a few away, but anyway. Oh, I think, I think, I think using the word literally, but I think me and you have been responsible for burning a few pound notes. I've certainly burned through a few, a few, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, amazing. I mean, you see the picture in the Herald today. I've got to admit, I've not been in the townhouse, but I was certainly going to make a point. So, Willie, I invite you, as long as you're paying, um, to take you along to the townhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it the prices are in the same par as Glen Eagles. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> as Andy Cameron would say, you could get drunk in there for 600 quid. 
Coming next, Hunter and Hockey chat to Andy Lothian, CEO of the Insights Group. The Go Radio Business Show with Workflow Solutions, part of the Scottish Procurement Framework for Managed Print Solutions, available to all public sector bodies and charities. There are lots of things a business needs to help it run efficiently. Document management, printing, IT support, digitization, data security and more. As a true managed service provider, Workflow Solutions can help with these and a wide range of other business needs. Saving time and money for businesses across the UK. Help your workflow with Workflow Solutions, the work from anywhere experts. Visit workflo-solutions.co.uk. The Go Radio Business Show with Hunter and Hockey. This week's special guest is Andy Lothian, CEO of the Insights Group. So, good morning, Andy. I haven't saw you for a while, so it's a delight to see you in the studio today. Privilege to be with morning, you. Morning, Andy. Hey, Willie, how are you? Now, it's not often in the notes we get about guests. This is this is what I've got here about you, Andy. A Dundee boy through and through. Was, is that correct? That's definitely true. I was just thinking on the way through, I'm going to be sitting, a wee laddie Faye Dundee is going to be with Lord William Hockey and Sir Tom Hunter. What a privilege. Well, a wee boy for New Cumnock and a slightly bigger boy for the Gorbals. That's <laughs> are, perfect. I'm delighted to see you. Now, the next line has really intrigued me. Andy's grandfather was a Glasgow violinist and used to play the backing music for the silent movies. Surely that can't be true. That's true. He was he was from Glasgow and he left school at 13. He was a musical virtuoso and he he played in the silent movies with a piano player and he would be playing all that stuff. And then this he moved is up Glasgow to Glasgow vernacular to say that Andy's grandfather was on the fiddle. On the fiddle. <laughs> he was on the fiddle. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me I wasn't allowed to sing on your show, Willie. Oh. <laughs> but uh, so he, yeah, so he was, he was a violinist. They moved up to Aberdeen to uh, the beach ballroom in Aberdeen and then came down to Dundee in 1936 to run the Pally the Dance for two weeks, stayed for the rest of his life. That's amazing. And so Andy. that started wow. the, the, the Andy Lothian journey, if you like. Right. So we ask all our guests to tell us a wee bit about your journey. What got you into the position? What have you learned from looking back? Tell us a wee bit about it. And of course, plug your business, Andy. <laughs> plug the Over business. Over to you. Well, as you know, it's interesting you starting with the idea of my grandfather because he was Andy Lothian and he was well known in Dundee. He was a big character, but he was a very humble, gentle man. And I think about what leadership is and, and there's something about the humility of leadership, but the iron will that goes with it. Jim Collins called that level five leadership. Yep. He was very much like that, a very quiet man, but everybody loved him. He would, you know, play uh, his violin around the, the dance hall <laughs> and people would, you know, young couples would meet each other across the, all the boys down the left-hand side, are you dancing? <laughs> are you asking? <laughs> I'm asking, I'm dancing, all that. He would, Ramona, when day is dying, you've got to dance about. Hello, Gene, how are you? Hello, Frank. And then they'd get together. So he's a bit of a legend, my grandfather. And then my father um, left school at 16 um, with no talents other than playing the double bass. And he right. played in a jazz band. In fact, he loved to tell the story about 1960 coming to Glasgow, um, uh, the the Kelvin Hall, when he when they, they won the Scottish Jazz Band Championships in 1960. Wow. So I've got a couple of big kind of characters that are my ancestors to follow and be an Andy Lowe. So that was the first thing. So I was very much thinking about what is the difference? I might, what, how can I be a master of the universe? <laughs> so 
we'd come across, my dad and I had come across some audio tapes from a, a, a US personal development motivator called Brian Tracy. Right. And at the time, I was at university and struggling and wasn't doing very well. But Brian talked about very American approach, Tom and Billy, you know, the right. 21 keys to success and achievement in life. Step number one, make a decision to <laughs> yeah. exceed all your previous levels. Of <laughs> right, all that stuff, right? And it, it kind of doesn't work in Scotland so much. So we began to... No, especially <laughs> knowing Dundee. <laughs> Dundee. Or a Aye, right, you know. Uh, in, in, in Dundee, they, they, you know, we take a great pride in our humility in Dundee, you know. And, uh, in Dundee, that, you know. <laughs> humility, is that what you call it? <laughs> it's right. Uh, they say that, you know, in Dundee, you've got a lot to be modest about. But, <laughs> but um, we, we, uh, we, we took those. I, I went off listening to those tapes. It was about goal setting. It was about personal development. It really it, it caught my imagination. And it did my dad's as well. He was, dad was uh, an insurance man. He'd gone from business to business trying right. to make it work. And he built a decent business uh, insurance. But it, he'd gone through some real tribulations. And I, I decided on the back of all that, I wanted to be a master of the universe. Right. And I went off to London to work in merchant banking. You know, I wanted to be... Where did you go, Andy? I went to a company called N.M. Rothschild & Sons. Wow, very, in very, Lane. Very revealed. Start at the bottom, eh? I start at the bottom. <laughs> but you know, Willie, I thought like, I felt like a wee boy with a kilt and, a, you know, and, and, and you know, Andy Stewart kind of, you know, because all of these very well-educated sort of Cambridge, Oxbridge people, and it was yeah. brilliant, it was stimulating, it was it was intellectually stimulating, it was, um, you know, exciting, and I, I got to drink Bollinger and all the best wine bars and all of that, but my heart was sore, and I was lo it was like candy floss, Tom, you know, it was right. like very, very, um, very tasty and exciting, but no nourishment, so... Okay. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to be in Scotland. Right. I wanted to be in Dundee. I wanted to marry the woman that I've been married to uh, since shortly after that. And I phoned my old man. I said, "Look, these uh, audio and video tapes." He was trying to begin to sell these tapes on the side of his, his business. Why don't we do this together? I came back to Scotland. Okay. Um, Jane and I got married. We started growing the business, and we spent the first ten years learning all the things not to do in building uh, an organization and personal development business. Right. Uh, learning all the lessons. We didn't know anything about it. And I think you said, what have you learned? Well, I think a first lesson is that uh, it's best best put in a, a guy called Gordon McKenzie wrote a book. He was the director of Hallmark Cards. He wrote a book called Orbiting the Giant Hairball. And one of the chapters <laughs> in there was, was uh, very simple. It was one page and it said, Orville Wright didn't have a pilot's license. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I think we spend a lot of time looking for permission to do things, or having to learn, you know, get the qualifications to do stuff. Actually, entrepreneurs just do it. They just do it. Just ignore what what everybody's saying around, and and find your passion, find your purpose, and go after it. So we did that, and we tripped up for ten years, and 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 more. We made less than no money, and all everything was on the line. The houses were on the line, and um, all of my, mom, my my dad's limited resources were on were on the line, and mine was. And I remember. You know, a number of occasions, not being able to pay the wages. Really? And um, thinking, how are we going to do it? And, you know, my wife Jane put her life savings, 10,000, she's a dentist, her life savings at the time, 10,000 pounds into the business one month wow. so we could pay the wages. That, that's a commitment. Yeah, yep, that's a commitment. She's been incredibly committed ever since. So that's how we started anyway. Right. So your your background, would it be fair to say that there was entrepreneurs in your family um, your grandfather, your father. And so therefore, I always think of nature and nurture, but 
So there's a bit of nature in there, Andy. Would you agree with that? I think we're all the products of uh, the, the, the the nurture of our parents or parent, the people who, who, who raised us, and the nature. I think that those it's both of those things. Yeah. I'm kind of a product of my mum and my dad. So my father, my father, um, very intuitive, very uh, outgoing, very gregarious, very big ego, loves to be the centre of attention. My mother, quieter, reflective, more structured, and right. don't go above yourself. And so I'm, I'm a representation of them, I think. Right, so let me get this straight now. So your, your wife's put her, her £10,000 into the business, you're struggling. But today, Insights Group, You've got over 700 staff. You're turning over over £100 million. You're global. How did that happen? That's a great question. I wonder, <laughs> I ask myself that quite, I pinch myself most days with that, Tom. But I think there were a number of inflection points. Um, I think when we began to realise that that which we were doing with the American uh, personal development guru was not right for what we wanted to do in the world. For some people, that idea of have the desire and put all your energies behind the decision you made. Right. You know, that works for some people, but doesn't work. And we began to realize that people were different. Right. And so we, be, we began to develop ideas around the differences in people. We built a model of personality type okay. that helps people understand who they are, how they learn, how they show up, what kind of leaders are they. And it's a very simple and accessible framework. Um, my, my father's passion and obsession was the psychology of Carl Gustav Jung. Mine was applying that, making it real and bringing it to the world. So we help people understand the different types of people, how they show up. When we developed that and we had, the, it's called Insights Discovery. Right. And it uses colors to describe differences in people. So the fiery red energy, we bottom line, fast paced, get on with it, Andy. The sunshine yellow is, oh, it's great to be here with you, Tom. It's great. <laughs> Willie, I, I wish you were here, Willie. I could, I could, but you're, it's great to be, oh, there's a plane. And then there's the earth green energy, which is, uh, Tom, you haven't had a break. Are you okay? Do you want another cup of tea? <laughs> and then there's a, the, the cool blue energy, which is uh, exactly how does this sound system work? And why are there so many dials through there in the studio? So we, right, okay. we took that basic idea and we built um, structured a model of personality type to help understand people understand who they are, who others are, and how they can be effective in organizations. So, so Andy, who are your customers then? If you if you can say, well, yeah, I absolutely can say. Um, we are privileged to work with some of the many of the biggest companies in the world. So, with Microsoft and with uh, with Nike and with uh, Eli Lilly Pharmaceuticals and Novartis and many many big organizations. Right. So, for the listeners this morning, Andy, how do you break into the big boys or the big girls? <laughs> That's a, a great... Well, do you know how we did it first? Right, come I'll, on I'll tell you how we do it now. I'll tell you how we did it then. How did you do it first? I think we that's went, more important. We went round the UK and the world meeting people on buses and, and in planes and on trains and in pubs <laughs> and we told them what we were doing. We right. just shared with the energy and the passion that we had and there were a few... I was listening to to, to one of your, your shows, uh, Tommy Cook, talking about the, the individuals who touch your lives on the way through, the yes. people who've made a difference on the way. And I think about, there was one uh, in the, the, the early 90s, um, just finding our feet, and there were a couple of, of women in leadership development at British Airways uh -huh. who said, we like what these lads from Dundee are doing. Let's give them an opportunity. Okay. And so we kind of built things on the hoof with, with them. 
Um, there was another, uh, Jackie Watson and Maggie Bellis, by the way, if they're listening. Uh-huh. We love you. And then um, <laughs> about the same time, an amazing man who's no longer with us called Keith Walkley. He was a great uh, head of leadership development at Nat, uh, NatWest Bank. Right. Same thing. He said, these guys have got something. Weren't sure what but, it was. But how did you get into them? Because that's what a lot of our listeners are going. How do you make that initial break? So it, it's all about meaningful connection. And I know the exchange, you talk about that a lot. How do you, you know, meeting meeting people and telling your story. Right. And, and understanding wh- what they are wrestling with. So right now in the world, when, when we... When the pandemic hit, we're a face-to-face business. So 95% of what we're doing is with people sitting in a room and, and talking about who they are and how they add value to the organization, what are the, what are the goals and, and process, all of that. Um, our business stopped on March 23rd, right. 2020. We had no business. Wow. Right? And so understanding what was going on for our customers at that time was what was important. And what they wanted was what we do, but digitally and virtually. So we reinvented the business in about six weeks. Would have taken us six years to do it without the pandemic. Right. We reinvented the business in six weeks and, and we delivered what we do virtually uh, and, and, and digitally. And we've just had the two, having had the worst year in the history of the business in, during the pandemic, we've now reinvented it. We've had the best two years in the history of the company. Isn't that amazing, Andy? Andy, can I ask you, sorry, the, what you've got to offer, knowing the Scottish psyche, I'm going to imagine you've not got a lot of business in Scotland. <laughs> well, f- funnily enough, we, we have a fair amount of business in Scotland. Uh, a fair amount. Because, do you know, do you know to, to put it in the Scottish context, we're Jock Tamsin's Bairns. <laughs> right, wherever you are Aye. in the world, people are different. And the way that, th- you know, yesterday, for example, we were working with a group of young graduates um, at the University of Dundee in a graduate development program. And there are people who have aspiration, but they're people. And so whether you're in, um, in, in, in Sydney in Australia or whether you're in Toronto, Canada or, or wherever you are in the world, there are similarities in people. How that manifests, how that shows up is different, right? But, but the, the same principles apply. Wow. So, Andy, would I be right in thinking that you're obviously passionate about what you do and a lot of the listeners think, well, when I'm starting that we've got our material goals and we all need to fulfill our material goals for our family and we've got to put a roof over their head and maybe get a nice car. And um, But beyond that, what is driving you? So I, I personally want to add value where I can add value. Right. And I think that, I, I think for emerging entrepreneurs, that's really quite important. And I think about it in the context of what are the things that you love, the things that you're passionate about? What are the things that you're good at, right? What are the things that you've natural talents or you're, you've learned or your expertise or your skills? What are the things that you can be paid for, make money out of? And then importantly, what does the world need that you can provide? And the combination of all those things or the intersection of those things is really, a, is really purpose. The, the Japanese call it ikigai, a reason for being. And so... I think the, the financial aspects, the monetary aspects, yeah, money is important because people who say that money is not important lie about other things as well, right? <laughs> but it's money, money for me is energy. It's a consequence. It's a, it's a, it's a measure of how you're doing. Um, and I think once you've got enough money so you don't worry about money, and that's different for different people, then it's about doing well by doing good. 
I mean, right. you guys are great examples. So the work that you do, the Hunter Foundation that you've got, the, work, the, the amazing work that Willie's doing in Glasgow and, and, and beyond, um, it, it's no longer about uh, creating the material things. It's about the, the dent in the universe that you can make, and that's what drives sure. me. And Andy, um, from, from your point of view, um, I know you're a great believer, as, as we are in our foundation, about peer-to-peer. What, what helped you? Because I always ask people, why Scotland? What helped you along this journey? Because I think the listeners would get a good insight, forgive the pun, um, if you could just tell us what were the things that you found helpful along the way in growing your global business? Um, I think there are a number of a, num- a number of things that come to mind. The first is when we got clear, because I knew there was something that I wanted to do, we wanted to do in the world, that, was, that, that I felt would make a difference. It was important to me. So when we found our organizational purpose to create a world where people truly understand themselves and others and are inspired to make a positive difference in everything they do, that lit my fire. That's the, the kind of stuff I want to do. Every day, you know, we keep passing unseen through little moments in other people's lives. That's uh, Robert M. Perzik in, the, in Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance years ago <laughs> said that. But we do. You know, we, we, we meet people every day. And can you make a difference? That, that really is the first. So, so finding purpose was, was really quite important. Then there are some practical things. Um, I found some amazing people uh, to support the journey. A, a, a chairman whose name is Mike Dale, the cleverest man I've ever met. And right. Just came from a completely different world. He was a, an engineer but a strategist. And we were a great team together. I was my chair for 15 years. Amazing man. Right. Um, I joined a, a number of, of peer-to-peer organizations. So Vistage, I've been a Vistage member yeah. for 20 years. Once a month we get together and talk about the issues in our business. And asking others for uh, support and advice, really, really powerful. And then I think the other things that occur to me are the, the experiences that we have. The times when you think, like we talked about the pandemic, thinking that you're going to lose everything. It's oh. all done. Yep. And the amazing things that come, and even going back to the crash, I mean, you were both, you both experienced the, you know, 2007, 8, 9. I had a very bad crash. A bad crash. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't fatal. But, uh... <laughs> but th- those lessons, you know, when you, if you're on purpose, so remember at that time, we'd built our headquarters in, in Dundee because uh, you know, what is this? Insights is an idea. We needed something that said we're here and we're, sort of solid and we're in the the in in the community so we wanted to build this building this investment in managerial ego this headquarters <laughs> right did you have a fountain we I didn't have a fountain yeah, no. no we didn't go as far as that but and because with no money but i was i was committing to this four million pound build at the time with no money but business was going okay we could do it and we were breaking ground i remember being interviewed by stv and they said why are you breaking ground nobody's doing anything everything stopped yeah and I, I said to the camera, I remember my knees knocking, thinking, oh my God, this is it. And I said, uh, the, the best way to handle any recession is not to participate in it, right? <laughs> no idea what that meant. And then it's a I good said, soundbite, Andy. I, it's a good soundbite yeah. for the telly. But then I thought, you know, I said, if we, if we don't go ahead with this in this tough time, if we, if we batten down the hatches, then the main contractor and all the subcontractors and all the people are going to lose their jobs and we'll be part of the problem not part of the solution. I want to be part of the solution. That was a huge learn. So for the pandemic, we said, how, not how do we survive this pandemic? How do we thrive? How do we come out of this not 10% better, but 10 times better? 
that was those those kinds of learns I think are really important. It's sticking a purpose on the way through and knowing that you're doing the right things, and knowing that however tough it gets, you're going to get through this. You know? Andy, can I say I'm surprised you didn't. Your reply wasn't. I'm either breaking ground or digging a grave. <laughs> Aye, exactly right, Willie. That's how yeah. it felt. But then, Andy, you've, ma- you, you've mentioned some great people out there. I know business group, Brian Tracy. You've, you've mentioned, you know, other people. You mentioned Jim Collins and and and, and Carol Young. You know, who, if you could give the listeners one bit of advice today to read one business book, who would you lead them to? Oh, that's a that's a that's a great question, and I would say that. So Jim Collins, Good to Great, has some fantastic content. Built to last, yeah. Built to last as well. You know, these ideas that are about sustainability and the long term and what is leadership for the long term? Not not the the leadership that comes and goes like gas on a fire, but putting the logs on a fire. It's that kind of space. I think there's some interesting things. I think in our world right now, I just finished reading a book recently, Tim Harford, The Economist, How to Make the World Add Up. Right. And... I think the, the the way that it's difficult to make sense of the world right now because we don't know what's true and what's not. That book's great because it helps you understand how to understand statistics, how to understand what people are telling you. Is it true or is it not? I think that's great. Um, there's a there's a great book uh, that was printed years ago by a man called Greg Lavoie called Callings that helps with the thoughts about purpose, finding purpose. There are some great books on the Japanese idea of ikigai that we talked about, you know, what do you love, what are you good at, what can you be paid for, what does the world need that you can provide? Um, and I think uh, most recently, my interest is drawn to the world of, of artificial intelligence and the way that things like chat GPT will, will impact. Yep. So uh, there's a whole range of things that uh, I think people need to... Need to so, so, Andy, what's next for Insights? You've you're a global business. You've got a very nice headquarters in Dundee. <laughs> um, over 100 million turnover. You're obviously not finished. You're obviously bouncing about the studio with lots of energy and a smile on your face. So what's next? That's a, a, a really good question. We we made a strategic decision last year because I thought, again, I'm going to the, the ego place, you know, <laughs> of, of I can be a master of the universe and, and have all these, you know, we've got, uh, 20 businesses in, in in the group, but they're all focused on Insights Core. We have a technology business that, that we bought, great business. Um, it's kind of non-core. And we were looking at other businesses. We made a decision last year to stick to our core. There is so much potential with what we're doing in the world. Um, you know, digital and virtual is great. But right now, um, the the world needs, there's something I think the world the world needs that insights can help provide. There's huge disruption in the world right now, politically in Scotland. It's absolute turmoil. And the vitriol that happens in that place, you know, societally, people are trying to understand what gender they are and what, you know, the, the breakdown of community and all those things. The solution to all those problems is for us to rediscover human, to rediscover our relationships, to rediscover who people are and how to be kind and how to uh, support each other to, to, to achieve the thing, to bring people up from poverty. All of those things, that's rediscovering human. Now, what's core for insights is that. So where that goes, I'm not quite sure, but we've got loads of work to do. There's, we haven't even begun yet. And we decided that we'll stick to the core. We'll stick to our knitting and put all our heart and soul into building that. Wow. Well. Andy, Andy since the first time I met you, I've been 
most impressed with, especially your passion and your drive and your enthusiasm. And uh, I would say anyone, you're right, anyone from the government listening this week, we said that about Bob Keller, we're now saying about Andy Latham. These are the sort of people that have got desire and a passion to make a difference, to make things better. And you're right, it is not all about the money, right? So, you know, hope. Please continue the good work that you're doing. And I'll tell you, over the, the last couple of years of the programme, we've had some great guests and we've been putting some Galacticus together. Trust me, you will be one of those gladiators when the day comes <laughs> when we go to put our board together. I'm, I'm here, here to serve, Willie. Happy to play my part. Russell Crawford, indeed. I know, yeah. <laughs> so, Andy, just as we wrap it up, and um, I think that was great from Willie there, um, our listeners are always looking, you know, we, we in our foundation, I've got Scale Up Scotland, we're trying to help folk just get there. What do you see in dealing with all these great companies in the world who are world leaders? Is there anything you go in and go, wow, they're doing it right, that you could share with our listeners this morning so that they can go and do it in their business? Yeah, so I th I think there, there's, a, there's a great drive at the moment towards social business. And I think there's a separation between, um, there's a false separation between societal impact and commercial business. And for me, the great businesses are the ones that understand that they have a societal role. They've yeah. got something to do. And so it's not just about creating a great business that makes money. It's about saying, what's that business for? These are, um, you know, there's, there's great examples in Scotland. I hope that you get... Uh, if you haven't already, get uh, Darina Garland and Christian Tapanyanyaho from Uni yep, on here. Know them well. They've, they've, yeah, they've been on our scale program. Brilliant. And you've helped them enormously. But they get that what they're doing is doing well by doing good. Yeah. They're, they've got a purpose for their business that's a commercial purpose. That does good. But they also do good along the way in communities. That's the kind of organizations. And, and we see examples of that globally as well. Um, there are uh, there are lots of, of great companies that are doing well by doing good and giving back and knowing about their their role in society beyond just making money. Well, Andy, it's been an absolute pleasure being reintroduced to you after a few years and um, doing well by doing good. I couldn't have put it better myself. It's been a delight to have you on the show. Hopefully you'll come and help us in Scale Up Scotland and help Scottish entrepreneurs do what you've done is globalise your business. From being on the fiddle to doing good, <laughs> Andy Lothian is a pleasure. Thank you, Tom, and thank you, Willie, both. Thank you for the... Andy, thank you again for coming on. It's, what a story. And hopefully, I'm good, no doubt that the, the listeners will enjoy your story. Thanks. See you soon. The Go Radio Business Show with Workflow Solutions, turning your paper-based processes into organised and digital workflows. Go there are lots of things a business needs to help it run efficiently. Document management, printing, IT support, digitization, data security and more. As a true managed service provider, Workflow Solutions can help with these and a wide range of other business needs. Saving time and money for businesses across the UK. Help your workflow with Workflow Solutions, the work from anywhere experts. Visit workflo-solutions.co.uk the board you can't afford. This is the Go Radio Business Show with Hunter and Hockey. Tom, we have a question this week for the board you can't afford. Okay. And it comes from a founder of a university spin-out company. He's got seven staff 
and they operate in the new area of chemical detection tools. Right. They've received university investment and seed investment from angel investors, but they're now looking at the first big round. They've attended recent events, BGF, and I've heard someone talk about investors backing the jockey as much as they back the horse. They get that the leaders are important in their business, but they're asking, is it is it really important that they are the CEO of the business? Right? Wow. So very much they're passionate about the technology and the business end of things, but would investors worry if the founder was not the CEO? Wow, what a great what, you think? what a great question this morning, Willie. So at West Coast Capital, we are all about the founder. We are sector agnostic, so we don't worry about it. And it takes us into, you know, we're in biotech, we're in property, we're in financial services, and it's all because of the founder. So, but perhaps we are not typical um, in the investment community. And certainly lots of people give me advice that I should be specialising in all the rest of it. But... I really do believe that it's it's the person or the people who are going to make things happen. So there's got to be a big vision, a big idea, but then there's got to be execution. Can this team deliver what they're saying? Therefore, I always go to the people first and the idea second. How, how about you, Willie? What do you think? Well, I'm a wee bit different. I've met guys that have great ideas, especially for manufacturing, but they would never make a CEO in their life. Sure. So I don't mind as long as the, the, the key person that's driving the business, uh, the ideas of the business is in the business, but it doesn't matter if he's got a CEO who's more of a sales guy. I've met a lot of boffins who've got really good ideas, but they don't interact with people well. And me and you know that to grow a business, no matter what you're doing, it ends up as a people-to-people business in order to sell whatever you're trying to sell. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. A lot of people, it's great if the guy is the finished article, he's the founder of the business, he's got that passion, he's a people person he can drive. But I have found on a couple of occasions over the last 10, 20 years that I've found people who were within a business where he was the ideas and action guy but he had a, a different CEO that had the other skills that he needed to grow a business. So it wouldn't put me off, but in your point, if you get the perfect package, then obviously you're going to go there first. Yeah, so I think your answer, Willie, um, really sums it up by saying one size doesn't fit all. There isn't one answer yes. to this. Um, entrepreneurs come in all shapes and sizes, and um, it's just about can... Can the entrepreneur have the where for all to go? I'm not actually good at that part, so I'm going to get somebody better for 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 that. But um, good luck to this um, company. Um, I haven't got a note of the name of it here, but good luck to them. Keep in touch with the show, and um, Go Radio Business is right behind you. Yeah, and on that, we seem to be getting more and more questions now where people actually want to be anonymous, which we understand, and there's no problem with that. So... Again, to finish what we finished last week, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Please listen to the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. We'll know where you are. We know the business is growing, right? And keep in touch. 
You, the listener, are in control. You listen at a time to suit you. Get on the podcast. Good luck. The Go Radio Business Show with Workflow Solutions. Helping your business with document management, print and IT solutions. Go.